0: Uh, with uh, about a a name that you might not have heard for a few years, Kiska, the killer whale, the subject of the documentary Blackfish, which was a massive hit. So many people watched this film and felt that it really touched their hearts a few years ago. Uh, Now, the... Now, Kiska, the killer whale, has died, and what it's doing is it's raising some interesting points about Canada's animal captivity laws. We're going to get into it right now with our next guest, who's a freelance journalist and animal advocate based in Winnipeg. Jessica Scott-Reed is joining the show. Jessica, thanks so much for making the time. Good to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me. Now, this was a movie, I think, that so many people saw, so many people really felt strongly about, and yet we're still in a position where we're asking some big questions about Canada, Canada's excuse me, animal captivity laws. Can you just take us back and, and just paint the picture for those of us maybe that aren't familiar with the movie, or maybe it's been a few years, who Kiska, the killer whale, is? Yeah,
1: so Blackfish
0: was a
1: big hit uh, several years ago, a very eye-opening documentary that uh, focused on orca captivity. Uh, It followed Tilikum the whale at SeaWorld and also featured Kiska uh, in Marineland in Canada uh, and talked about just the awful conditions that these um, really brilliant and sensitive animals are kept in in marine parks and aquariums across the world. and showed the the outcomes of these poor animals when they suffer from having to live in very small enclosures when they're forced to do tricks for human entertainment and ultimately die at a, an unnaturally young age. It really sparked a conversation about uh, orca captivity, dolphin captivity, and animal captivity in general ever since. And subsequently, Canada has passed a law banning the breeding and keeping of whales, dolphins, and porpoises in Canada. But that only applies to future animals. So... Orcas like Kiska, who's now the last remaining uh, orca in Canada in captivity, she's dead, so we will no longer have any more. But there are still uh, beluga whales and dolphins in captivity in Marineland right now.
0: Yeah, so we're talking about Ontario's marine land, and Kiska was given the title of the loneliest orca in the world. She died on March 9th. Uh, she was 43 years old, 43-year-old whale. And it, you can see videos of her... Bashing her body against the side of her enclosure, she's clearly just depressed and just living in this just really unnatural condition for uh, for for what would be, I guess, her experience in nature just completely different. So these new laws, Jessica, I mean, does that does that do enough, or or are we still going to see situations like this where these creatures are living in these horrible conditions?
1: Yeah, that's the problem, is that we have already so many captive animals. So in Canada, we are also now awaiting decisions on a new law that's been dubbed the Jane Goodall Act, which extends new legal protections for animals in captivity in zoos uh, and also will phase out captivity of elephants across Canada. But there's already so many of them uh, that are in captivity, that are in that are suffering in zoos and in marine land. So that's the problem we have now: is what to do with the animals that are already being held. So these laws do help in some way to protect these animals, giving them legal standing in court, for example. But ultimately, if we keep breeding and keep capturing animals and filling these zoos uh, and and places like marine land we're going to have this continued problem so it's it's the issue of captivity more generally
0: you know you're going to have people that say well look this this gives us an opportunity to rescue them from the wild and maybe you know help nurture an injured animal and give give people the chance to learn from them what do you say to that argument
1: of course I hear this so often and I'll often remind people when they use the argument that you know children need to learn about and experience these animals to have an appreciation for them I always remind them that kids love dinosaurs and can probably spit off a lot of facts about dinosaurs to you without ever having to see them in cages in real life so the education uh, aspect is very often overblown. Same with issues like conservation. Ultimately zoos like marine parks are businesses and they're, they're there to entertain a paying public. And so to have these animals in captivity in very unnaturally small enclosures, which we call exhibits, right, because they're there to be exhibited. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's for whose purpose, right, for whose benefit, the animals or humans
0: so for these animals that that are in captivity what is the answer I mean you can't just relocate them and put them back in the wild they likely wouldn't survive or wouldn't have the skills to to take care of themselves or survive or would they
1: That's right. So most of these animals have now become dependent on humans for survival in many ways. Uh, That's why with the case of Kiska, there was a sanctuary being, there is a sanctuary being developed off the coast of Nova Scotia that was a netted off area of ocean uh, in a cove where she could be still taken care of by humans, but in a far larger and more natural environment. So animal sanctuaries are an answer. They take a lot of money and a lot of time to be built and developed. So it's not really... An answer for everyone in my opinion and in many animal advocates opinion it would be to just stop bringing more animals in and allow this business of animal captivity to be phased out.
0: Mm. Well, you bring up a good point because it is, of course, a business. I mean, for so many cities, a, a zoo or a, an aquarium like Marineland is a huge tourist draw and it does bring in a, a lot of money and so to shut those down raises some big questions about what, what that would look like and how that would affect the economy of certain cities. I want you to address that, Jessica. We're just going to take a little break. Uh, if you If you wouldn't mind staying on hold for just a couple of minutes We're going to get back into this conversation about the death of Kiska the killer whale, one of the whales that was featured in the documentary Blackfish. You're likely familiar with that movie because it was a massive hit. And the exposure of her death really highlighting the limits of Canada's animal captivity laws. We're going to get back into it in three minutes here on Chelsea on Shed.
1: Now packed with even more fun. Chelsea on Chad. Six thirty, Chad. Edmonton's news. Today's talk.
0: Welcome back to the show. It's 5.15. This is Chelsea on Ched having a conversation with freelance journalist and animal advocate based in Winnipeg, Jessica Scott-Reed. And, Jessica, we're talking about, of course, the March 9th death of Kiska, the killer whale. This was one of the whales that was featured in the documentary Blackfish and how that death is really shining a light on Canada's animal captivity laws. Now, there is some movement that does seem to be in the right direction, but there are a lot of questions about the animals that remain in captivity. Uh, Jessica, before we to break we were talking a little bit about zoos and the effect that they have and and aquariums i suppose as well the effect that they have on a city's economy what would the answer be if we're moving some of these animals in an ideal world to an animal sanctuary what do you then do with these these big businesses like zoos and aquariums what do they do
1: Yeah, I think we have to ask ourselves sort of as a society, you know, what our priorities are here. Is it the business of making money off of wild animals, or should we be rethinking this as a concept that we utilize and exploit wild animals held in captivity for profits at all? There was a survey done across Canada in 2020 that showed over half of Canadians no longer agree with zoos, uh,
0: and I think that that's um, that's something we need to consider. What do you what do you think that's based on? Because you know, one reason that we're having this conversation and that this is getting traction is because you know you you're basing a, a lot of this argument on the fact that. This, this story, Kiska the Killer Whale, became one that, that many Canadians, many people in North America, found out about because of a documentary. So do you think that it's, it's continued exposure and, and shining a light on these stories with, with documentaries and pop culture references, it's actually sort of chipping away at the idea of what's appropriate and what's not for animal welfare? Yeah, I think
1: animal welfare and animal rights in general have all been affected greatly in the last decade or so with the emergence of social media, Uh, and with smartphones where people are able to see and share things that were so long hidden behind closed doors. The business of keeping wild animals in captivity by zoos, there's a lot going on behind closed doors that people don't know. There's a lot of buying and trading of animals, moving them across the world. There's culling of animals. When there are more animals than than can be held in a zoo or than zoos need or want, they will kill them. So there's a lot going on that's being exposed by advocates and, and activists that the public just didn't know about before.
0: How how big of a problem of, is this here in Canada? Because it seems like it's easy to sort of look at some of these situations and think that they just they happen they happen elsewhere. It's not in our backyard
1: animals are held captive all over the world so canada is definitely uh, not a special case we're not unique we have zoos uh, thankfully because of our uh, ban on captive whale and dolphins we will no longer have captive orcas now that kiska has died but Marineland still holds the 40 something beluga whales and dolphins uh, the, the law also stipulates that animals uh, such as whales and dolphins are no longer allowed to be used in performances but that's still happening. I think it was last year or the year before, Marine Lion was caught still doing dolphin shows. Mm. Uh, and they got away with it. They were um, animal justice and animal organization tried to file charges or uh, file a complaint to get them charged, and it was stayed. So they're still getting away with it here in Canada, even with this law in place.
0: Is there some sort of middle ground that could exist with the with the existing aquariums and, and exhibits, you know, expanding the size of some of the enclosures until those animals just come to the end? of their natural life and as we just said they can't necessarily go back into the wild and then you start phasing out these centers is that an option yeah i think um animal advocates you know we often
1: you know we, we have a reality of these things we know that these animals can't be returned to the wild for the most part and that animal sanctuaries to be built new take a lot of time and a lot of money so there's an idea of of phasing zoos into a sanctuary model. So animal sanctuaries differ from zoos and aquariums in that they put the animal's welfare ahead of a paying public. So Mm -hmm. that's where it's based on what the animal needs, not on how well uh, a a paying customer is gonna be able to see them in an exhibit. So having those ethics changed is is a possible solution
0: operating under that way of doing things instead of um, the exploitative nature of zoos. Jessica, thanks so much for your time and sharing uh, your thoughts and, and your work on this. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Jessica Scott-Reed is a freelance journalist and animal advocate based in Winnipeg and has written an article for The Globe and Mail. You can check it out at theglobeandmail.com. And it launches from the death of Kiska, the killer whale, as I said, featured in that documentary, Blackfish, that was uh, was viral. And so many people watched that documentary and I think really started to understand that maybe these uh, aquariums and places like Marineland where animals are kept in captivity Uh, are are just not not the answer. So shining a little bit of light on Canada's animal captivity laws and uh, the limits of them.